getting there's like a slight delay i think on the zoom hmm, that's peculiar well maybe no that's pretty much it yeah Sounds we'll have right. to do like sound checks or something like that once people start filing in is that a webcam even focused on my face it's kind of blurry Eh, I mean, I don't know how to fix it. It's not like there's a manual focus on that thing. Hello, everybody who's coming in. We're going to be. Uh, I have. I don't think I've done a podcast since Tom was here on uh, the regular whiskey reviews. Yeah. And, and I haven't done one since November, mm-hmm. since number 69. Yeah. Nice. Nice. The, the webcam looks like it's focused on the computer and not my face. Like I'm really blurry. I don't know. Do I look blurry on your end? Chat channel. Do do we look blurry? Hmm. It's not like I can change it. Because there's no manual controls on that webcam. Someone says bring it in a little. Possibly. Yeah. All right. We're going to try to fix this. Of course, I only know how to fix it by moving the webcam around. So will it focus on my, I'm in focus here. Am I in focus here? Appears. Yeah, looking focused there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it looks better. I guess it just needed to wake up. Yes. Yeah. I'm screenshotting all the super chats in case. Okay. So you also have a second tab open here. Rock and roll. So we can use that as well. Which was, uh, I guess, like an F5 to freedom with that. (laughs) So hello and welcome to RC. Oh, I didn't even. uh, We didn't even do sound check. Oh yeah, I, sh- I should do it on my phone. Or do you have it live on yours? Uh, yeah. Can I up uh, the I, volume I on that? Yeah. Testing me, testing me, testing me. Sounds good. Sounds like it's peaking a little. Oh, really, I'm going to be this far away from it, so. Oh, I'm, am I on? No, they're saying no rum. Try something now. Try something now? Sounds about right. All right. Sounds about right. I so, guess. Uh, hold for room tone. Right, sounds about right. So, uh, hold for... What you saw me doing in the, in the, in the, uh, in the stream was, uh, hitting the, uh, the mute buttons on our potentiometers. Mm. So, uh, 
so what would happen if I if I this thing on and off like this? It probably is making a stuttering sound. Actually, I want to hear this. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Tremendous. And there were some super chats up there that I oh what screened. super chats already went in yeah as we were as we were fixing this yeah okay maybe I okay double checking I need to have the monitors here on on the new Zoom I have a new recorder now for RCR which is a Zoom H6 and I think on this I can go a little bit higher on the stuff yeah yeah. If I put it right on three, it should be fine. Okay. All right. We'll be good to hold for sound soon then. All right. Just scrolling up and afternoon. And, and that was the only one I missed. So let me grab a photo of it. Oh. There we go. Got it. I wonder if I go to Super Chat on here. <laughs> An F5. That's not. Oh, because it's a Mac. I need to do Command F5. No, I don't want voiceover. <laughs> oh, Mac. No, that's brightness and lower. Why doesn't F5 just do what F5 does? All right. Yeah. Okay. So there was, so there was uh, four super chats right there. So we're, we're ready to hold for sound now. You ready? Ready. Okay. Welcome to RCR podcast number 70 in rare form. Um, I'm Nick. I'm Brian. I know it's been a while since we've done this. Uh, I mean, it's very much on brand for the RCR podcast because basically we only ever do it when we feel like it. So that's kind of when that the schedule that we're sticking to, sorry, but mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just something that we like to do when we're up to it. But for now, uh, you know, we're here. So uh, get your questions in. Um, you can ask us about whatever, what, movies we've seen lately what yeah. cars we've driven what things are yeah, I, yeah. I don't know but um yeah and hello welcome to thursday in the middle of the day yes um i mostly wanted it this way solely because we were writing earlier and um we basically uh it, it, it's just easier this way to go from there to here yeah. and then be able to you know like it's a wrap two birds one stone rather than coming on wednesday and then coming back to right on thursday mm -hmm. um i guess i'm being more like fuel conscious i guess yeah <laughs> but um it is a thing where you know it's not like we have a shoot this week so we're no, not we already did. yeah so did last weekend we're not filming until next week midweek and yeah. we were just writing the uh, the script for a week after next. Yes. And then we just came right here. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm not partaking in the middle of the day. This is Ryan's, which is the cheaper Bailey's. And it tastes just like Bailey's. And it's half the price. Yes. Uh, so go for it. I mean, it seems very much like... Uh, uh, 
like a bottom shelf Bailey's replacement. It was but, on the bottom shelf. Yeah, it was on the bottom shelf. But like, if it tastes the same and you can get it for like under 10 bucks, maybe. What was this? Eight, eight, it was like $8. Eight yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, why not? Like who yeah. needs to be drinking top shelf stuff all yeah. the time? I mean, it's it's going to have the same effect anyway. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of whether or not you like the taste. And right. I think for a lot of people, I know I'm one of them. I don't really care about taste that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess my whiskey, I kind of do. Yeah, like if it's that hard shoe that. leather yeah. type thing, yeah. uh, which I know is how you know it's good. Mm -hmm. um, is if it, you if know, it tastes bad, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Listerine. Like if it's burning, you know, it's working. Yeah. But yeah, there's, um, uh, we were going to start this earlier, but Brian actually uh, bailed me out of a rough spot because mm. I was getting in the car. My uh, seatbelt sensor was not recognizing that I was seatbelted. So for a week now, I've had it going off maybe four times and then it'll stop. So basically on a drive, it would take maybe like 10 minutes before I didn't have any more seatbelt chimes anymore. Um, I looked up online for how to deal with this on an, on an SN95 and they basically gave me this long sort of Konami code of, you know, instructions of you got to like, you know, click your seatbelt in three times and then you got to turn the headlights on and off and then you got to do the click again. And it's this weird thing where it kind of worked for a little bit, but then sort of the chiming came back. And so Brian, you know, once you get like, a problem you want to fix it yeah yeah it's it's, it's like nope we're, i'm fixing this right now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which hey it's fine by me i always appreciate a friend willing to help out but um yeah you went to your uh place and basically um you know you just unscrewed or unbolted the seats in the mm -hmm. rear and was able to get at the little seat belt switch to be able to yeah you know, i grumbled about that switch because it's one of those electrical switches it's like a4 something or other that <sighs> can we just make electrical connectors you can take off with your hands? <laughs> Do they always have to try to pinch everything? And it's like a weird secret clubhouse handshake to get electrical connect, automotive electrical connectors to, to, to un, unsnap themselves. I get that they're supposed to snap in and not come out, but never come out. Is the only way to get them out is to break them. Or do you have to have that spe like some weird special tool? Oh, just lift up on the thing. No, this one you got to push down and pull out. It's always a three-hand job. So I'm there with the extra tiny screwdriver, the extra thin one. Like the, I have this one set, and it's the cheap like nine dollar at AutoZone or Advanced Auto. It's they're all at the at the register. The the little set of the screwdriver with the multiple heads, and they're all freakishly tiny, like eye almost eyeglass tiny, and that's like one of the top tools I use in my in my toolbox is is those super tiny screwdrivers. Rarely ever for undoing tiny screws. It's always poking and prodding and pulling yeah. and prying. So I just bent up the little connector and then uh, unhooked the seatbelt sensor. And now, hopefully, like when we turned the car on, there was no seat. Yeah, the the seatbelt no, sign wasn't on. Yeah. So hopefully which, we're done with this problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, see, that's like, I'm never going to forget to put my seatbelt on. That's... Mm. I like even before the key goes in, my seatbelt goes on, which is actually a point of extreme annoyance for me yeah. because I'll forget to get the key out. Like I'll open the door, sort of instinctively put it back in my pocket, mm -hmm. and then sit down, put my seatbelt on. And I'm like, oh, nuts. I need to get it back. <laughs> so I'm like, 
you know, it's weird, but, uh, yeah, I'm very glad to have that problem resolved. Uh, first noticed it on our last shoot, mm -hmm. which was kind of what made me late to that last shoot. Mm -hmm. So it was very obnoxious, but it's gone now. And so thank you. You're welcome. I, does your car bling at the passenger if the passenger doesn't put their seatbelt on? No, uh, only the driver. Oh, uh, okay. I think my old Toyota Echo, a light would come on for the passenger to buckle their seatbelt, but it didn't make any noise. And I can't, I don't know if my Subaru does or doesn't do that. You ever get into someone's, you ever, I guess it wouldn't apply to the, to the uh, Mustang, but I think it was like that way when I had my Dodge Neon, my second gen Dodge Neon, I think it would yell at the passenger for not buckling their seatbelt. And you'd be driving along, you'd be, you'd have that one friend that does that doesn't like seatbelts yeah. or just doesn't put them on. And especially when they're a passenger. So you're driving along and your car starts going bing, bing, bing for the passenger. And you don't want to say like, let's let this ride yeah. and bing, bing, bing. And it's flashing at them. And they don't kind of even acknowledge that this um, noise is happening. And I know this is kind of like an Adam Carolla line, but it's 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 like the people who no longer notice that their smoke alarm is beeping yeah. at the low battery. It's like, oh, I hardly know. I don't even notice it anymore. And I wonder what it's like to be those people who just don't notice things. <laughs> Maybe. What is that like? Hmm. Is it like me? Like, I don't notice to pay my um, uh, electricity bill. I mean, I do it once I get the email or I remember, oh, it's the end of the month, pay it. Yeah. And sometimes I forget to pay it. And thankfully, PPNL doesn't bust you if you're a month late. It's like, oh, right, pay it. <laughs> and it's really just going on the website and clicking pay. Yeah. And it just deducts from your bank account. Maybe that's kind of what it's like to be people who just don't notice things. I don't know. Mm. It would be, I don't know. I, I've often wanted to kind of be the type of person who doesn't necessarily fret about everything mm -hmm. and i guess that's a subgenre of noticing everything mm. of being hyper aware of everything that's going on at all times mm. and i guess at some point you want to sort of put that in the back of your mind and be able to but sometimes you just have a way of thinking that doesn't really uh turn off you know mm. you you can't control that type of thing it's intrusive yeah. thinking and i guess part of it is you know if you try cognitive behavioral therapy or something along those lines that maybe you can change your method of thinking to where you don't necessarily notice all these things or become detail mm -hmm. or as detail oriented or detail fixated you know yeah um but i mean in the abstract i don't know that in it's necessarily a bad thing you know mm. so i don't know speaking of detail oriented for those people watching, you're ha you're holding a WWF championship belt. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I just have it. Uh, I got it for my birthday because um, I always joked about wanting to um, have a belt. And then like uh, my brother actually got it. And because nice. it was on like half off at Target. So, you know, it's... Oh, they sell those at Target. Yeah it's because it, it's not like the real like leather it's kind of is it an official wrf product yeah no. yeah and so yeah that's interesting it, that they would just sell the belt yeah uh the, the i mean it's funny because it's like there are replica like they sell 
more proper replicas like that are you know real sort of like high grade material um through the website and so you can like pay 450 dollars oh. and it's like well no i'll just get the one that they have at target for like you know however much you know I w- but, is the real one like honest to goodness like gold and real emeralds uh the replica one no um the real one i don't know yeah. like i honestly don't know what they're made like, of is there a real one or like like what if like someone has to have like the current champion has to make their entrance and then are they responsible for holding on to the belt? Uh, well, this became like an issue with um, like AEW, like this new uh, wrestling league. And because the world champion actually lost the belt. Um, I guess he put it on top of the limo and forgot it was there. Uh-oh. And then he drove off and somebody turned, found it and turned it in. Uh-huh. But apparently he was getting like smashed at a Longhorn steakhouse. So, oh. you know, <laughs> it's just, you know, if you're champion of the world, I guess you go to Longhorn. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's i don't know i I just felt like holding something it's it's weird uh i've just i guess between the last podcast and now i've become more of a douche bag because i have a members only jacket now (laughs) um which i was looking at getting for my brother for the holidays and then i tried it on and i'm like i must have this (laughs) for myself i must have it to wife (laughs) so um yeah that was kind of a yeah but I suppose um, this could also be a sort of um, in memoriam of Rocky Johnson, who uh, is the father of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who ah. passed away yesterday. Um, oh, so, that. yeah, rest in peace, Rocky Johnson, who was really a far better wrestler than he ever got credit for being. Like, he's way more than just The Rock's dad. But, mm. um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. There was this uh, uh, thing where, like, the booker in Memphis – wanted to do this whole uh you know antonio inoki versus muhammad ali type storyline with jerry the king lawler and a boxer but they couldn't find a boxer so they got rocky johnson to pretend to be like a professional boxer who was like sixth ranked in the world okay and then they sold out like a bunch of territories but and then had him come in as a full-time wrestler and pretended to say like well you know I have to train or he has to be trained now to be a wrestler. Never mind that. Like he had already been a wrestler for like seven, eight years before then. Okay. So it's just strange and funny the way that these, the territory system prevented people from knowing about things at a worldwide level or a nationwide level way before uh, social media and people. Yeah. Google names. And and, yeah. And it's just like, come on, we're not going to buy that now. But (laughs) um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I was kind of, just gonna not address it and just like sit here with the belt the whole time yeah in my members only jacket and just like yeah yeah." (laughs) with with the the fringe that doesn't even have to be there like it comes off off and oh it it does oh look at that it tucks under so like i can look extra cool and totally (laughs) like down to clown um but yeah it's just yeah no it's it's Uh. on and popping but uh Hey, Ford versus Ferrari got in for best picture. Did they? Yeah. Along with you watched uh, that. I didn't watch. Yeah. The nominations came in. So like it's up for, I think four. it's in the sound editing categories and film editing, which car movies of late are getting in for film editing, which, Mm. 
every year film editing is comprised of four best picture nominees and one outlier that didn't get in for best picture. And so uh, my prediction was that like Ford versus Ferrari wasn't going to get in for best picture, but they were going to get in for film editing. Well, they got in for film editing. Now, like all of them, I think are best picture nominees, like uh, the nominees this year, but like, it's the year that baby driver got in for film editing, you uh, know, where it was kind of like, it wasn't in for best picture, but they nominated it for editing which is the most important nomination to have if you want to win best picture but i think it matters less now than it used to mm. um just because you know those types of statistics don't really matter that much anymore you know it's right. like we're in weird times yeah but, um yeah i thought is uh is 1917 also in for yeah editing yeah oh no no it's not. not but no but like the reason it's not is the same reason best picture winner birdman wasn't which is that it's filmed to resemble a series of long takes right and the academy doesn't really view that as like editing mm. um I, or i would imagine the editor's branch doesn't really see it as editing but mm. i mean front runner once upon a time in hollywood didn't get in for editing and so that's like a huge blow for them but mm. i mean it'll still probably win but I'm not really at the point of saying like this is what's going to win or not. You Does know? Tarantino have any Academy Awards? Yeah, he has like three. No, oh. two, two. Um, he has. They're in screenwriting, so okay. Pulp Fiction. Um, oh, what was the other one for? I think it was Inglorious Bastards, but don't quote me on it. Um, okay. But yeah, it's one of those things where he doesn't have any for directing or for picture. Like huh. uh, Tarantino movies never won Best Picture, so. Yeah. Um, should we get to super chats oh uh, absolutely yeah okay starting from i believe the top it is quinn dickinson thank you quinn we were writing uh your car today that's what we just got done doing writing yeah. your script so quinn dickinson's car week after next is going to be out hello quinn will down says any memories of the blizzard of 1996 yes i was a freshman in high no wait if it was a winter of 96 that would mean i would have been eighth grade and i do remember that uh i remember uh that was when wnep tv and newswatch 16 uh the watching your name scroll across the uh, television that wasn't quite in yet so i remember in middle school you would also listen to the radio the night before and they would announce it yeah um but then by high school they would show it on tv yeah, I remember the blizzard of 96. That lasted, I think we almost got uh, a week off from school. Yeah, I, I remember my dog, um, Buddy, that was the first winter that we had him. And he had to like go out to, you know, do his business. And I remember like my mom, like, how do we, do and so she just like puts him down in the snow and he immediately like sinks uh. through it. I'm just like, oh, nuts. It's, it's just sorry hit the mic yeah it was just an insane amount of snow to the point where you literally couldn't go anywhere like you yeah. couldn't leave the i'm not talking about like you couldn't drive anywhere i'm talking about you can't leave the house <laughs> like because the amount of shoveling that you would have to do yeah it's just like after a certain point there's nothing's going to be open yeah anyway now we were lucky at the time because there was this small grocer literally down the street mm -hmm. but then when we go over there like they wouldn't be open either so it's like there's no point like yeah. it's not really luck if you know you're next to a place that isn't open but um blizzard of 96 was out of control and i i hope that like i'm sure like kids would love to sort of have that sort of thing again mm -hmm. but 
just me as an adult i'm just no mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm good yeah um, it'd like have a blizzard where we don't have to fly anywhere or go anywhere or do anything yeah but i think now like the novelty would wear off after the second day yeah they stir crazy and it, and it was fun because i lived you know out in the country a little bit and all my friends were in walking distance so we could get to each other's houses during the blizzard and we all had our sleds and we would go to a bunch of different hills and play yeah and that was great um we were allowed to just walk on the road around and some other people had uh four wheelers and snow machines snowmobiles depending on where you live in the country and yeah it was winter wonderland for a while and i think that was also the winter where it would we had a like snow and then thaw and then snow and then freezing rain and snow and ice and i remember it got to the point where the snow got so hard you could walk on top of it <clears throat> you didn't sink down into it anymore and that was badass because i had my grandfather's old runner sled with the steel runners on it that only works in hard pack powder on on ice but when it works it's amazing mm. um it doesn't work in powder because it sinks right down to the grass and the dirt and the sleigh doesn't go anywhere the plastic slides are really where that where it's at not even the gimmicky ones just the regular dished out sleds with two runners on the bottom they were amazing and i remember that was when i was really that was that was back when um like when the special edition star wars came out you know the oh, yeah, george the lucas abortion nonsense yeah. but they were back in theaters so the interest was renewed and so we all went to see them and i thought oh this is kind of neat extra stuff but you know i didn't really have an i um an idea for uh, a, a sense of uh movie continuity or i didn't care about the way movies were i just wanted my star wars story yeah so i went and saw a star war in <laughs> uh middle school and i remember tom and i we knew the movies inside and out like the original yeah. trilogy so we were like saying lines as they were saying and some scummer in front of us like douchebag said will you guys fucking shut the fuck up <laughs> like fucking nerds fucking fags yeah and that was back when you threw that word around yeah. there's this one guy at my gym actually corrected one time because we were talking about yoga and this is like two adults talking to each other and he said to me you know i do i originally didn't like that faggy shit but then i like and i said well about yoga and i'm talking to this guy he's a good guy i talk to him all the time and it was weird that this was the first time i like corrected someone and i said you know you really shouldn't throw that word around anymore but i get what you're saying and then he apologized yeah, yeah. so it's i mean to an extent it's understandable like i can't remember having cause to encounter the word mm -hmm. which is weird because you know i grew up with the same sort of you know jockish atmosphere mm -hmm. i suppose where you know curse words and things were always thrown around but it's like I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. Maybe it's not as much an experience that people have as Yeah, I know what you mean cuz I remember wanting to you would use harsh language in middle school and early high school um because everything was a very Jordan Peterson dominance hierarchy and you were trying to climb it by any means necessary and if using strong language meant you were strong oh, I'd use it. 
yeah people flipping each other's off all the time yeah we what, found out that, that was a bad that was a bad thing to do so whatever's bad <laughs> we're gonna do yeah i mean it, it's kind of like uh flipping people off that's just what people did at the time i mean it's gosh that was two that was 1995 yeah i mean <laughs> the 90s yeah uh, and don't worry about the super chats we're going to get to every single one of them we yeah. Just, uh yeah so that was a long answer for will downs uh 1996. yeah danny reed asks what do you think of the first gen hyundai genesis i think it's pretty cool i'd like to review one if one comes around and the owner's cool and the car's in good shape um it's it's again it's it's part of the rise of hyundai uh making fun cheap cars it is a fun cheap car get good out of your head it isn't great but it's fun and it's cheap so yeah that's what i think of it thank you for, thank you uh for your donation thank you uh bob asks rcr the primus of car culture that is a compliment that means a lot to me thank you thank you i wish i knew more primus <laughs> but i remember primus primus and like dos games go together like like peanut butter and then more peanut butter <laughs> Did your high school, did your school ever serve yeah. peanut butter and jelly? Yeah. Did they have the peanut butter and jelly mixed together into this paste? No. Okay. I remember Blue Mountain High School when we had PB and J sandwiches. You couldn't tell the peanut butter and jelly apart. I think it was this like government PBJ. It was like this gray mass mm. in between the bread. And it <laughs> tasted kind of like PB and J. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I gotta find other people for my graduate class. Like, do you remember the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? How it was? How it wasn't really peanut butter and jelly. It was just this mass in between it. I wonder if anybody else remembers that. that so, thank you, Bob. Yeah. P L N. I have no idea what kind of currency it has, Poland? but it's Poland. Uh, I don't know. From Jacob. Jacob. Jacob says, I crashed my 2007 Volvo C30 on New Year's Eve when a deer jumped in front of the road. I swerved too much, lost control, and crashed into a sign. Eh, well, man. You're okay, and that's important. Been thinking about replacing it with a 2002 330i manual wagon. Hey, a manual wagon, it's BMW. Uh, it's an older BMW, so be aware of Dr. Vanos take it to a mechanic and have them check it out before you buy it. And if the owner doesn't want you to take it to a mechanic to do a pre-purchase inspection, don't buy that particular car. Mm. Otherwise, manual wagon, always a good time. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Brandon Young, thank you for your donation. What's going on here? It's only 11 a.m. Morning, boys. You must be on the West Coast. Yes. Yep, you are. And we're on the East Coast. It's the middle of the afternoon. Yep um thank you so much thank and you. thank you for tuning in in the morning dan Edmonds for two pounds says picking rcr over sex is true love yeah. i'm flattered you think so yeah. <laughs> there we go von waffensburg hello good to see you again what's up guys i've been gone for a while hope everything is good smiley eyes moving to wisconsin in a few months Thoughts on trying to use my 2013 Boss 302 as my all year? Well, okay. This is a question for Nick. So what's it like driving a Mustang all year round? Um, what are your suggestions for someone who's thinking of doing that? 
Oh, I mean, like my, like the whole Christmas song from uh, this past year was about the impracticality of driving a Mustang in the winter. But if you think about it, I mean, it's the same as, for me, it's the same as driving just about anything else that isn't suitable for winter driving. I mean, as long as you have all seasons or winter tides or whatever on your car, you should be fine. It's just not going to be a great experience. And you're going to have to do a lot of sort of maintenance to make sure that things don't get worse once the snow sort of thaws you're going to be have to have to be washing snow off of it and salt off of it you know you're supposed to be sort of taking care more than you would normally just because it's such a fragile thing in the well fragile isn't the right word but that it's just not something that i would necessarily recommend but I mean, my I own my Mustang's my only car. Like I, that's my daily, so that's why I drive in the winter. So it's something that I just sort of do. That's fine, uh, and it should be fine for you too if you uh, take good care of what you're driving. You know. And then uh, Dan Evans, two pounds, uh, says my car kept making random bins. I feel Roman's pain. Well, what's uh, a random bin? Bins? Not, oh, Bing? Bing, possibly. Bing? Um, either way, uh, hope you got everything sorted. Um, speed of sausage, $2. Any backup plans for when Kappa kills YouTube? Well, we're not kids' content. So yeah. Do I'm... kids drive? No, <laughs> they don't. Yeah. So we got no problems. Yeah. Yeah. So. RCR is easy to market to. It's a car show. <laughs> and every single time I go to double check an RCR review or watch other content, I just click on the video and it's oh 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 O'Reilly's <laughs> ow. I keep getting the um oh all these Ford commercials and they always have the same song. Yeah. It drives me nuts because I'm sick of this song and now I'm starting to get like commercials for local subaru uh wait, you qualify for subaru really you get subaru commercials. yeah uh, oh wait no no sorry toyota sorry um you now qualify for toyota things it's toyota thon <laughs> yeah endless trash no not really though um it's something where you kind of end up with uh a plurality of automotive commercials because even though car stuff isn't the majority of what i watch it's almost like they know yeah uh, so i mean it's just everything from like well you know they drive it zero money down blah blah blah, blah and it's just you know i don't even know where eisenhower nissan is getting this like advertisement from you know or, or no, i i said as a hypothetical right, right. it's not really them yeah but like um you know or chuckleberg chevrolet you know <laughs> of, you know it's you're wondering like wait so who else is getting these ads um uh, what path do i have to take to unlock these ads yeah um but yeah oh more screenshotting of super chats i um i when i'm at the gym i listen to a mix of classic hip-hop and classic rock although <laughs> the idea of what is classic hip-hop is kind of malleable these days because like stuff, some I've heard stuff from the 2000s called classic hip hop now. And the ads I get are 
trouble paying your water bills? You can consolidate. And it's it's really specific, like, can't pay your water bills <laughs> when I listen to this. Or I get just get YouTube music um, ads. Yeah. But it's always like, are you in financial trouble? Which is like, is that directed at the classic rock or the classic hip hop? I don't know. Because my mix on the elliptical machine like I got really into Ludacris's roll out <laughs> song. Dun, 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 dun. It, it, it's like a scene where I wish my eyes were cameras because I mean, what, what do you call that hip hop of, of like the early mid two thousands? It, it wasn't exactly like bling hip hop, although that's when, oh wait, uh, big pimp. And that was the nineties. Well, I was thinking of like, cause I was listening to this podcast called mogul, which yeah. essentially tracks, a certain phase in hip hop history and it's really fascinating stuff and one of them was talking the first season talks about this um sort of music mogul by the name of uh, chris lighty mm -hmm. and he was the one who sort of got 50 cent the sort of like deals that he was able to get like he got him equity in vitamin water before mm. they got bought for what like four billion dollars by coke yeah um and basically just whatever tiny percentage of equity he got in that company turned into like a hundred million dollars wow. for 50. And the idea being that this was a period in hip hop where suddenly rappers are recognizing their earning potential is not solely in music or mm -hmm. touring or music videos or album sales. You know, mm -hmm. it's literally in endorsements. So suddenly you have hip hop stars with sneakers who have mm. energy drinks who have you know snack foods like even now you have those like hip-hop potato chips where you get like the cardi b flavor you get the migos flavor and it's this recognition where other uh musicians realize this potential as well so i think you end up with a period in hip-hop that values um the culture of wealth over the 90s where it was more like you know the the lifestyle mm. of, of the streets yeah like which is not to say it's not still about the lifestyle of the streets or wasn't still about the lifestyle of the streets but it's seemed to be like this seismic shift from you know proving how hard i am mm -hmm. you know to sort of look at all the money i got look at all this stuff that i can afford that i don't even really need you know mm -hmm. um and then now I don't know if there's a term for it, but I kind of call it, call it like designer hip hop where okay. it's like Kanye West. It's almost like the, the, the like high end of right. hip hop of, of where, the you know, Neiman Marcus of hip hop. Yeah. Basically <laughs> where Marcus you, know, hop. you get these really complex, like production and, and uh, you know, no. this expensive sound, almost yeah. like the song flashing lights by Kanye West kind of sounds expensive. <laughs> like same with dark fantasy, even though they're not, he's not necessarily doing anything all that different from like what you would have seen in the mid two thousands. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's also the things that he talks about. So mm -hmm. he's talking about, you know, just uh, Murcielagos and, you know, all these other like expensive cars, expensive clothes. And it's not presented as something that you should be ashamed of or shying mm -hmm. away from in the same way that like, oh, well, he wears like Gucci and oh, look at him. He's all Metro or whatever. Yeah. And it's like now people don't really care about those things, or at least I don't think they do in hip-hop from what i listened to which is mm -hmm. admittedly a very small sample but it ends up being that the culture sort of changes mm -hmm. so that the things that get prioritized sort of change over time mm -hmm. which is true of any culture of anything right. 
um except video games where i think you know pay to win and dlc and day one patches are going to be here forever so yeah because they're they're uh lucrative yeah yeah they pushed back the final fantasy 7 remake by a month which i mean it's square enix of course they did uh-huh. but like i was prepared to sort of and this gives me more time to sort of like have an RCR stories done in the bank so that I don't feel guilty about playing it Yeah, because I still have something else that I'm supposed to be doing. Cause I'm yeah. like March 3rd is coming up way too soon, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm just going to disappear into a hole for like a week. Cause <laughs> I can't imagine it taking me longer than a week, given how consumed I will be. Right. Um, the original final fantasy seven took me somewhere in the lines of like six or seven months because yeah, we were playing it during school. Yeah. You're playing it during school. Um, my memory card kept getting formatted by accident. Uh, Um, start over. Yeah. And, but in a weird way, it kind of made me love the game a little more Mm -hmm. over time because I would notice things I didn't notice before. Mm -hmm. And on those first playthroughs, I didn't get like Vincent or Yuffie. So now I got to, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fun times. Um, Reek with $15. Thank you so much. Um, hello, this is your warm reminder to drink warm brown, but don't eat brown snow. Okay. BM- <laughs> BMW electrical connectors are excruciating. In this case, the family 530i. I broke so much plastic to replace a fuse. Yeah. I, I wish they would have somebody, somebody in like one of those Chinese uh, replica like rip off tools things make make a set of those electrical connector puller tools i will pay a hundred dollars for like five different versions of them just so i have them so when i do it need to take apart an electrical connector i just have it <laughs> f5 to freedom but i can't because it's a mac where was wreck wreck was the last one oh yes, oh uh, hang on i i uh screenshotted each one so let me there was wreck we got woody chelsery oh i, I need a Wo- woody cheshire um, woody cheshire i need to make an eyeglasses appointment um woody cheshire uh, is that the most recent one yeah because rex right oh oh yeah that. okay and that was nothing to say just five dollars oh, thank you thank so you so much. much um this one's for me p melling 2293 Roman, what's your opinion on covering songs from artists who have committed heinous crimes? Also, have you encountered RCR Rule 34? To the latter question, no, although I'm sure it exists, like in fanfic form. Yeah. Um, Someone posted on uh, our Reddit page, like uh, a stylized version of me with uh, Kyle and his, move the mic closer, with Kyle and his uh, Corolla. (laughs) And it was... Uh, a like color paletted swapped highly uh, shadow and highlight high dynamic super high dam- dynamic range and they morph my face into a creepy smile and light coming out <laughs> of my eyes because it's that one photo where I'm reaching toward the GoPro it's like the first frame where I turn it on you see my hand yeah reaching back and it was some phrase so <laughs> that's kind of like a weird fan fiction version um as for the first question, um, you would actually be surprised by some of the things I cover in the sense that now, if you mean like for RCR, I generally just cover like the things that I do for RCR usually reflect my actual musical taste. But as far as like, if I go to an open mic night, like the things I cover are pretty much, you know, standard, like bog standard sort of pop sort of, you know, folk just broadway you know like it's all these things that 
a car guy doesn't listen to. Um, and so, I mean, it's not like I'm going to be out here covering lost profits anytime soon. Uh, ugh. but I think the problem is that everybody in entertainment has something problematic in their past. Um, not necessarily heinous crimes, but I remember it maybe would have been like two years ago on, um, the, uh, podcast <clears throat> when the Kevin Spacey stuff first came out. And I mentioned how, um, basically I wasn't going to like, I don't like, I don't value or respect or condone or anything what he did, but that I wasn't going to allow this person to sort of diminish the work of everyone else around him, you know, mm -hmm. where like, even though Kevin Spacey is like garbage, I, I was still going to enjoy American beauty and the usual suspects mm -hmm. because those are still good movies. But now thinking about it, like I realize ever since I said that I haven't seen a single Kevin Spacey movie because I realize I can't watch it anymore. Like it's oh. too weird. Huh? Like yeah. it's it, like, I can't do it. Yeah. And so it's that thing where I thought in my head space that, you know, it wasn't going to affect me to that degree. But once you like read about the things like, and that's the thing, like if you go into a deep dive about what some people have done, mm -hmm. it kind of makes it hard to separate the art from the artist where, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the same thing, like in wrestling terms, I hate to keep bringing it up, but like Chris Benoit, like I can't watch a Chris Benoit match anymore. He freaking killed his like wife and kid with his own moves. Like, why would I want to watch? Uh, he was one of the best to ever do it in terms of like technical wrestling, but no, he's a piece of garbage. He can burn in hell. Like, yeah. I don't, it, it, it's just, you know, it's like uh, the great Paul Heyman said, it's like, you know, three people died that night, but only two people had a choice or, or only one person had a choice, uh, you know, it, and it's that type of thing where I, I just sometimes you can separate the art from the artist, but there are some circumstances where you really can't. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine like if I really went digging and found out what some of my favorite artists have done, I probably wouldn't be able to listen to them anymore. And mm -hmm. I would hope that that's not being too sensitive, but it's just that it's so hard to separate, you know, what people, but I, I would imagine it's a sort of cognitive dissonance that like maybe fans of, ugh, I can't even think of an artist at the, but like R Kelly or somebody mm. have done, although like MJ. R Kelly has been uh, MJ. Yeah, Michael yeah. And like, even though it was never proven in a court of law and I still like enjoy Michael Jackson's music, but it's also that thing where in the back of my head, I feel kind of bad for listening to it because it's like, it doesn't go away. Even my, a, my favorite MJ song is don't stop till you get enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, half of it is like, okay, this is early Michael Jackson. This is disco era yeah. off the wall. Um, that may have been his first solo album. I forget. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, you know, covers great. Uh, Afro. It's just Michael Jackson, like pre, I don't know if like, if the surgery began then or not no, i think he still had thriller and then after that was bad and that's when he started to kind of like look like modern michael jackson yeah where when the vitiligo sort of like began to really manifest yeah. um but yeah no i mean like it's weird because in a court of law like he wasn't convicted but like where there's smoke you, you know what i mean here, like here it goes again yeah it's hard to know like and that's a thing of i mean you want to be you want in a in a just system you want people held to a, a certain standard of 
law so that a case can be properly adjudicated and people can sort of assess their feelings based off of how things play out mm -hmm. um but i feel like there's no closure and i don't think there ever That's is true, there or ever will yeah. be you know because there's no way to know for for 100 percent. yeah because it's like i believe I, I don't even know what i believe it's weird uh, it it's complicated yeah um where were we that was a long one so thank you p uh p melling Kai Todd says, happily to finally catch one live and be able to donate some of my Google rewards money. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the great content and keep it up. Thank you for being a fan of RCR and thank you for letting us have jobs. I stink. Hello, familiar face. Uh, speaking of being fuel conscious, finally got my do, uh, new daily, a Ford Fiesta with the three-cylinder turbo. Quadruple the highway mileage of the hearse. Nice. And it's great. Thoughts on where American gas sippers should go in the future. They're going to go hybrid electric. They're going to go a lot of turbochargers. They're going to go what with you what what you have. It may take a lot to sell Americans on a three cylinder engine. We kind of scoff at it, and even I think like eh, three cylinder. <laughs> um, but um, um, it's four more. Yeah. So. Mm, I think we're going to see uh, what Volkswagen has done uh, post uh, diesel gate is just go turbochargers on everything. Turbochargers that'll run on 87 octane and keep the fuel economy up to 40 miles per gallon that way. That's where I think it's going. Um, small forced induction. Hey, thank uh, you for your question. We have a special request. Uh, can you read the word rutabaga? Rutabaga. 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 I don't know why, All but right. I, it's such a strange and pleasing word. Is that the word that that extras say in the background of a of a restaurant scene? Oh, like uh, rutabaga. We just have a conversation rutabaga, rutabaga, because it's a lot of mouth movements and they silently just or potato, potato, rutabaga, potato, rutabaga, potato, humans. Yeah, destroy all humans. Um, no, not Swollen ninety seven said, or S Swollen ninety seven said, Mister Regular, what are your thoughts on the RDJ episode of JRE? Did not listen to it yet. Neither I, I will. I will. Yeah. Don't tell me. I don't, don't tell me. I love RDJ. Yeah. No, yeah. No, he's great. Yeah. Um, and that's another one where, like, you know, can a person <laughs> be separated from things they've done? And I think like Robert Downey Jr. more than anyone in recent Hollywood history yeah. has had a total redemption arc. Yeah. And the same way, like Johnny Depp was accused of, like, you know beating amber heard like his wife and everything and then it came out in court documents that she was actually the abuser mm -hmm. and so now like i guess johnny depp is kind of well he's disappeared so he's not really on a redemption arc mm -hmm. and i guess mel gibson got a kind of redemption arc when he was like nominated for hacksaw ridge for directing like two three years ago mm. but like i think it's generally still agreed upon that like he's still a pretty lousy guy <laughs> um mm. but i don't know that for sure right. uh it's still yeah it's i love seeing robert downey jr and the funny thing is that like this do little movie is going to bomb so hard yeah it's gonna be and the thing is i don't want it to because i want to believe that outside of marvel robert downey jr is a big deal but like this and like marvel and sherlock holmes are like the biggest hits that he's had mm -hmm. like even tropic thunder which is like a yeah. cult hit yeah. didn't i don't think it made its money back 
in its original really? run. I think where it got its money was in home video, I oh. think. I mean, he was still nominated for an Oscar for it, which is like just fantastic yeah. for me because he's playing like a five-time Oscar winner. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's and, doing stuff just for Oscar bait. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> and no actor has ever won five Oscars, which is just like it's it's just what five-time Oscar winner Kirk Lazarus. <laughs> but yeah, and I think I saw it described on uh, this do little movie described best on uh, Reddit as like it almost looks like a one of the trailers that ran in front of tropic thunder like a Kirk <laughs> lazarus movie because you don't really know like who it's for yeah. like is it a kids movie is it an adventure movie is it yeah. Bovie? It's, yeah it reeks of race to witch mountain or something like that <laughs> yeah um it will sell in china i think it is a play for china like yeah. because they're you can always tell if there's like some sort of random detour to China or if there's like a Chinese character who's presented in sort of a favorable or neutral light, which, yeah, I mean, like it's a Mary Sue. Well, no, like think about like the, the, um, like the Pacific Rim, uh, okay. sequel. Like, I, I think there is a Chinese character in there who doesn't really get much to do, but, and that's the thing like i would love to sort of see these characters like actually do more because yeah. you know it's it is what it is but um like if you're gonna make a play like just oh yeah it's very it's insanely windy out yeah. it really is um you probably didn't even hear that like yeah shutter but ah oh. uh, so thank you for your question good question uh speedo sausage says ever since i started working security at a dealer car lot I've learned to never trust used car dealers. What, uh, I'd like to know what you've seen. The amount of sh uh, shitty cars we sell is insane. Yep, people need cars and they figure they should go to it. And I mean, you sell shitty cars to people who are, uh, are shitty researchers. Mm. I'm guessing that's a lot of GM products from the 2000s. Uh, not that Hyundais are bad. It's just going to be... Cars that haven't been maintained, a lot of armor all in them. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you can be an, an, an honest used car salesman. Because I like the idea of that. That could be an RCR thing. Um, I buy, I, I just do, can you be honest with selling a used car? And of course, if you, if you call the video that, it would abide by whatever rule that is. If the title is a question, the answer is no. Hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, um, how to honestly flip a car. And if I do that, it would be just me buying a, a 1999 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> like, here it is. I find one that stuff I can fix with hand tools. Yeah. And of course, I probably would go to Bruce Hen and said, um, uh, do, uh, give me a pre-purchase inspection. And I would tally up all the stuff I would make uh, or all the stuff that would cost, including cost of registration, and then uh, try to sell it on. But then you'd have to be honest, like you want to sell it at a price, like this would be like a $2,000 car. So I'd have to buy a Toyota Corolla for $1,000 which means I would be buying it probably uh, deep into Reading or Lancaster or maybe uh, like Philly. 
So I'd have to get it there, which means there's probably going to be like the body would be bashed in, maybe side swiped here and there. Yeah. And um, tighten this guy down. Yeah, I, I, I mean it. yours. I hit it a few like, times because I'm a genius. Um, okay, uh, I, I just muted Nick's mic so it doesn't pop when we edit it. As I crank it on, it's nice and tight. Man, I gotta learn how to do accents. I really want to learn. Yeah. I just don't have the patience for mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, yeah. Good comment, Speed Sauces, and thank you for your donation. Aaron Real says, and thank you for your donation, Aaron. Hope everything is well with you too. Yep, just getting stir crazy. I'm I'm waiting for it to significantly snow. We're supposed to get some on Saturday because I want to go skiing with folks again. What are your thoughts on the Toyota TRD Pro trim level and the types of people who drive them? TRD used to mean something. We talked about this in the Toyota review, and now it's just a badge. Yeah. So what used to be TRD is now TRD Pro off-road. <laughs> so Mustang GT used to be the highest trim GT, and now it's the mid-tier. No, it's one step above the V6 is now the GT. Then yeah. you go GT this, that, and other things. So it's feature creep. So TRD, uh, um, TRD just licensed its own name all across, like Jack Daniels does with uh, uh, like branded restaurants and and barbecue sauces. So <laughs> yeah, so. I don't think much. Uh, I, I get silly when people get excited whenever anything from the anything like post 1996 that has TRD on it. I don't really care. It meant something in the 80s and early 90s, and now it doesn't anymore. Um, so you you just have to look at what the car offers you. Like if you get like the the TRD Forerunner. Again, I think Forerunners are cool, even modern ones. I mean, get. It, the the forerunner is neat because it's still a truck it isn't really uh an su uh, uh, a grocery getter soccer mom suv that's that is a legit truck that you're buying there so you know kind of like an expedition um speed of sausage um is that the question that you were oh that was the previous one sorry he had a follow-up that said he meant used car auction lots oh yeah i, I forget it might have been a vin wiki story that no, it was, uh, um, oh, uh, Car Wizard, uh, in one of his videos, he was talking about how, like, it is super shady at auctions. Like, yeah, you can get a car for $400, and it's going to need $3,000 worth of work in it. So, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, that's just, uh, yeah, that's the risk you take. Yeah. So either way, you're going to work yourself back up to $5,000. So the answer is buy the $5,000 car straight up. Um, mind if I take a detour into a non-Super Chat question here? Yeah, sure. This is kind of interesting. I know uh, you guys want to worth a try. I'm a 23-year-old legally blind car fan. I am now traveling to and from Philly to New York City. I was curious what you thought was good food near University City or Uni City. Which, I mean, I think part of the, where is university city i'm not entirely sure and i'm kind of hoping that people in the comments might be able to help out with recommendations i'm gonna get a drink while um, you look at that yeah because i don't really know um as much about the sort of philly to new york stretch as i probably should but 
if I were to sort of stop anywhere, I mean, I know it's overdone to death, but Permonte Brothers is really good. Um, depending on where they have locations now, because it's funny, we have one in sort of like the Lancaster area. I think we might have two in the Lancaster area, but once you leave sort of that, sort of, you know, the Tri-County area, you don't really see any. And then, I, I, I don't know. Um, the uh, Basically, any place inside the Reading Terminal Market in Philly is amazing food. Yeah. But, like, I don't actually, relative to where University or Uni City is. The thing about Philly is... We live kind of like at the opposite end of a triangle between Philly and New York. If I'm going to take public transportation to a major metropolitan area, I'm going to go to New York. Yeah. If I'm going to get on a get on a bus to Philly, all right, now I'm in Philadelphia versus I'm in Manhattan. Philly's great, but it's not the same, man. <laughs> I mean... Philly is going to the airport, maybe going to a game. And Philly's like, Philly for me is going to Matt Walsh's house because he knows how to drive downtown and where the good garages are. So that's going to Philly is going to Lansdale and then driving from there. Yeah. Or maybe going to Lansdale and then taking a commuter ra a rail in. And, and then you can get around and go around. But I don't know how to navigate public transport at all Man. even buses freak me out you're fine with buses yeah buses. which is strange because i have anxiety about like everything else but uh i don't know i looked up yelp and top responses for in and around university city include a becky's kitchen which is african cuisine the han dynasty which is szechuan um goldie which is like falafel a 48th street grill so caribbean um Tacos Don Memo, which is a food truck on uh, South 38th Street, um, Reading Terminal Market, of course. You know, it's like mm -hmm. they have everything. Um, I don't know. I really wish I could help out more. Uh, hopefully, there's you're able to find decent mm. food options. Yeah. Uh, you know, let me see if anybody in the comments said anything. While you're doing that, uh, Kai Todd says, "Oh, and by the way, your Nick. Oh, by the way, Nick, your outfit is on point." Thank you so much. I mean, I I have a um, I have my moments. I'll mm -hmm. just say that. Uh, someone said uh, Geno's, which strangely enough, I've never been. Like, do I even count as a Pennsylvanian anymore if I live this close to Philly and I don't? You either go to Pat's or Geno's. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. I had uh, the Geno's. They opened a Gio, a Geno's franchise back when they opened uh, not 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 the not Lincoln Financial, but the other, Citizens Bank Park. Yeah. Um, they put a Geno's thing in there. Like I had a cheesesteak. Okay. Yeah. I had a Geno's cheesesteak at a Phillies game back when they had Patrick Tomey. Dome? Tomey? Dome? Anyway, big slugger. <laughs> and I had it. And I remember I was there with my friend, Matt Carlton. And we agreed like, it was good. It wasn't $8 good, but it was good. Of course, yeah. now getting a cheesesteak for $8 probably anywhere at like an airport or something like that is definitely a plus. Yeah, and one more recommendation was for Sweet Lucy's. I've never heard of it, but Me neither. Yeah, maybe the food is good. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Von Waffenbeard said, second question, why is it when I lock eyes with someone in a loud car, they have to rev it? Because dick. Yeah. Because penis. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've, it, that's it. 
I mean, I think I'm a pretty big asshole right now sitting here <laughs> with this belt on, but if I, I'm, even if I lock eyes with someone in the, in the street, I'm not going to rev and I'm not going to race with them. It's like, well, I mean, I fear the Essex engine. Well, there's like 198 <laughs> horsepower. I mean, there's a difference between revving and then actually like yeah. raising the, but, and so, you know, it's, I think people just, it's, they want to flex. And yeah. if they have something that they want to flex with, because you got to think that this is someone who is maybe a car guy, but doesn't have anyone to be a car guy with. Yeah. Um, so like they go to like their brother's house and it's like, Hey, check out this engine. I yeah. got. It's like, you know, the brother's like, I'm sorry, but the only Hemi I have are hemorrhoids. Yeah. It's what I call them. <laughs> it's just, the, the, it's people. Remember that guy we were filming when we were filming and the guy came up and just wanted to talk? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, and, uh, the, the, um, uh, oh, come all ye faithful was like blaring from his uh, yeah. truck. Yeah. And it's like a three good weeks after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. And it's, and it's a lot better than what did I say? The, 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 what he is doing guys. This oh, guy yeah. was so cool. He wanted to talk about the car we were filming and then he wanted to show us our cars or his cars. And he pulls out his phone. Like it's a bunch of kids, but you're right. The weird thing was it was cold that day. It was freezing. And he had his appropriate enough TRD truck, but Car, truck still running, door open, door open heater blasting. In. Yeah. yeah, and uh, like, and the stereo like blasting. And it was probably enough. going bong, bong, bong. <laughs> yeah. You know the the yeah. door open chime. <laughs> oh wait, this is yours. Sean, just, uh, uh, just junkhead eighty six just says hot brown cold yellow. Yep. Shout out to Tony Airlines if he's listening. He's well familiar with hot brown code yellow, which is the official food of any restaurant near the hotel near the airport. Um, he had some flight training the other day in the simulator, and he says, my options to eat are <laughs> around this hotel is gas station, Chili's, and uh, what was the third one? Gas station, Chili's, and something terrible like a Hooters or something nasty. Mm. And he went with Chili's, and I'm like, I'm going to just see what the salad bar is like. The girlfriend that I had when I first uh, met you, and we used to hang out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and she was a Hooters girl. Yeah. And so I would like go there to kind of, you know, just, you know, visit. And she didn't mind. And yeah. her manager didn't seem to mind. But every time I was there, I was kind of like, man, the food here is really bad. <laughs> like, I was always kind of surprised. Like, the wings are all right. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, um, Oh, the one time we went and then you did the wing eating contest. I did the wing eating contest when I was in full, in like my deep ska phase. Yeah. And I was wearing waistcoats and ties casually everywhere. Kind of like that one uh, character from Night in the Woods who just wears ties and hats everywhere. Um, And I was wearing that in the suit contest with like a a waistcoat, vest, shirt, everything. Yeah. Hat, like a tweed hat. (laughs) You were were cheering me on like suit guy, suit guy. The thing is, I it, a wing a wing eating contest isn't all that hard. It's just when they serve it to you, they come right out of the fryer and they're boiling. It's like you have to, you know, be like Homer Simpson and just put wax in the inside of yeah. your mouth. It's th- th- you're gonna burn yourself anyway. Yeah, so just <laughs> Sean Brewer says no question, just saying hi. Uh, what's this? What's this name here? H A dot Rob says you are a prophet. I bought a 2014 Focus RS Focus R- ST, ST because it was decent power while also having room for my two kids. Five years later, I have a Chevy SS. 
Oh, you got a Chevy SS. You found one. Hope you got a good price, man. They're worth it. They are a lot of fun. Big four-door car, fast, and no one knows it. And thank you for your donation. Oh, and uh, sorry if I'm always looking down at my phone. I'm either screenshotting Super Chats in case the thing crashes, or I'm screenshotting regular chat questions that I find interesting so that people don't feel like the only way to get like noticed right, or right. question and answers pay. So, yeah. Uh, Patrick McFarland uh, doesn't have a question, uh, but twice he just donated. So thank you very much. We'll put your money to good use. And we have a, a talk about money right after I get done with Von Waffensberg again. Thank you for the info, Nick. Uh, can't part with the boss. And um, and I still have stock rims, so I'll just put snow tires on those and double my uh, clearing efforts. Yeah. Or cleaning efforts. Yeah, that's that's what you got to do. Um, this question is a non-super chat. It is, wait, and I just lost it. Um, wait, oh, nuts, wonderful. I, I uh, Oh, this. Ryan Miller asked if we're doing the Lemons Rally this year. The answer is no, no unfortunately. Although yeah. I did have an offer from my friend Dieter. Yeah. Um, who like, I was kind of on the fence about possibly doing it, but then I thought about it and I'm like, I just don't think I have the stamina for yeah. that type of thing. You know, it's like, it's continuous. It's a week of driving. It's yeah. what it is. I have a team that I'd like to form in the future. Um, we'll talk about that at some other time. Um, but um, what I want to talk about is the RCR tours going on. And uh, uh, that sounds so much more metal than it actually is. RCR the, tours. The RCR tours. Yeah. Um, I have a voicemail here from Fred. Doing very well. Don't give out the worst is yet to come. <laughs> okay. So in, in if anybody wants to draw like fan art um or like or like sh shipping forecasts, um <laughs> in real life the youtube channel down the rabbit hole who does those documentaries and me um i send him like i did my album like 100 poop songs but i haven't stopped making them i just send them to fred and then he sends other ones back to me so there's like this whole backstory between regular car reviews and down the rabbit hole that exists yeah so there will be a rcr down the rabbit hole collaboration in may yeah more of a collaboration than the brief cameo fred did in the Mazda, Mazda RX-7 yeah, FC. Oh, FC. Yeah. Right. Fox yeah. Rock Charlie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we are flying out to the Portland area where Frederick Newton lives. And we're going to be doing a bunch. We're going to be doing four cars out there. Uh, uh, Frederick Knutson will be our camera car driver. And um, it's interesting that Fred says he's not a he's we run into these people who say they're not car guys. Yeah. But then they drive something really interesting. <laughs> like Fred for a while was dailing like and he'll, he's going to correct me in a minute. Um, yeah, probably. But I think it was like an 85 Celica. It's like oh. that's his car. It's like an 85 Celica, like notchback or something like that, or a coupe. And I'm like, how are you not a car guy driving this cool vintage Toyota? He's like, oh, no, it's my parents, but I just take care of it. I'm like, clearly. <laughs> and then um, freaking Adler the Eagle from that channel. He, he rolls around in a turbo mini Cooper. 
six speed. I'm like, I'm not really a car guy. It's like you drive one of the best handling cars you can buy at that price point. I'm like, oh. It's so like anyway. a law that the people who own the best things aren't necessarily in the best place to appreciate them. Like in terms of like the knowledge of what it is they have, mm. like they just think of it as a good car or my car. Yeah. And you know, they, don't... they like have good taste and never, no one ever told them that. I, don't... No. I mean, it's, I've had teenagers tell me how cool my car is and I'm convinced they're like taking the piss like half the time of just like, Hey man, like I'll pull up to a Wawa. They're like, man, I like your car. I'm like, it's like, really? it's a base model SN95 yeah. from 04. But then I'm like, you're like 17, 16, 17, which is not to take anything away from teenagers. I just mean like the range of experience for cars. It's like, I'm driving. So yeah. that makes me cool. Like ah. that type of thing, maybe. Or like I'm driving something that isn't like a, a sort of a mom. Like I'm not driving. That is true. It, it, like the SN95 Mustang, like the more I look at it, like we can't, even though this is the recent past, we can't make a car that has a long hood like this, unless it's a sports car. Mm. We can't make it as notchy as the style, this air, this hyper aero style that it had um, isn't really around anymore, especially the way uh, the back. And also the seating position is weird to me. You're used to it. But I'm like, this is like an aggressive sport low seat and gigantic doors that's another thing that's unique about that car <laughs> its doors are like wings are huge yeah. and we don't really do that anymore um and also low to the ground like when you park up the, next to the curbs it's like oh you can't you got to watch curbs with those doors yeah um anyway um other places rcr phoenix is happening uh we're trying to find a location for the meet i think it, there's this, like a big mall like called metro center i think in in the phoenix area yes um it's going to have to be in the middle of the week because that's when we're traveling. But it'll probably be an after work sort of thing, like five to seven. It'll it'll be short um, because I don't know when that mall closes. Um, and also we have an early flight out the next day, so we can't be up late. So um, it'll probably be like a five to seven after work on like a Thursday um, at this mall. As far as a RCR P Pacific Northwest meet, I don't know. Um, um, uh, we'll have to see if yeah. there's a place big enough. Because now we're talking the Portland area and land value there is way higher than it is in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, also, uh, where did I want to go? Oh, yeah. To fly to Portland, Philly doesn't do direct. No. American doesn't do direct Portland. We either got to we either got to change planes in Denver, which is go all the way to Texas and then back up again or Chicago. So I probably have to choose like a Chicago flight. Well, are, are we going to Arizona first? We're going or? to Arizona first. So we can't go from Arizona to Portland? Oh, we're not doing them consecutively. Oh, oh RCR right. Phoenix is in March. That's the screw this winter yeah. thing. And, <laughs> and RCR Pacific Northwest. And I say P Pacific Northwest, not Portland, because... I want to film cars on the mountain road that leads up to St. Helens. So we got some people from Washington, from the Seattle area that'll meet us down there near St. Helens um, to be, do some filming there. So that's why we're calling it Pacific Northwest. And also I haven't been up to St. Helens since I was like in middle school. So um, yeah. my aunt used to live in Seattle. She was, she lived there when St. Helens erupted. So that was like a huge deal for her. She didn't stop talking about that. I was really little at the time, so I don't really remember it. Yeah. But that was like what she talked about for a month. I guess it, it had to be freaky for those people who lived through that. That, yes, we had a vol. 
we had a volcanic eruption on U.S. soil and was huge and was devastating. Anyway, um, blah, 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 blah. so that was really it. Yeah, I had a, a, a question from the normal chat, and then the person went and commented it as a super chat. So I guess we'll get to it, okay. but um, I don't know. It was about death of the author, which is interesting. Yeah, um, is interesting. But it's a question that just keeps continuing. Yeah. But I do have a regular question, which is as like, oh, wait, where did it go? Jeez, why am I so bad at this? Um, humans, uh, let's see. Well, first, Aaron Hannon wants to know how my mom's Explorer is holding up. Hope she's still enjoying it. Uh, it's holding up well, to my knowledge. Uh, she hasn't called me and said anything's wrong with it. And so, yeah, thanks for asking. And then um, Trace says, I live in Alabama. My only question is, how do truck nuts make you feel? Um, I, I guess it's one of those weird things where it's almost like those um, headlight eyelashes. Yeah. Where there are different levels of offense <laughs> for certain uh, car decorations. But at the end of the day, I mean, people are going to do what they're going to do. I try not to think about it in terms of something that you need to necessarily think less of a person over it's just truck nuts really aren't my thing and i don't get it <laughs> so i just sort of leave it there and it's just like well okay you know and i know that's antithetical to the whole notion of what it is we do but it's something where i try not to really extrapolate who this person is just because you know they have truck nuts even though that's you know there was a one episode of the dollop where they talked about that, like the history of the guy who invented it. And like, <laughs> like there was another guy who invented something, something similar, like parallel thinking. And both of them got in a, like a feuding war with each other. <laughs> uh, that truck nuts are older than what we think they are. They go back to the nineties, but it just took a while for them to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, it's so strange. Like who gets the idea and from, <laughs> and from where, from whence has it come? Yeah. Well, people who really, really like Hooters. <laughs> yeah. Like That's true. Oh, there you go. Um, where are we here? Uh, I think you got to refresh. Ma oh, wait. No, you already did. Never mind. Mockenmeyer Productions. Love your car reviews and look forward to each video release. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. No question. Hey, Thank thanks. you for your donation. All this is going toward RCR Phoenix and RCR PNW. Adam Moore. Oh, there was one other collaboration that people have been asking for, and I want to make happen, and I don't know how because he's busy, we're busy. Um, it's RCR and lazy ga lazy game reviews. Um, yes, I want to see. These are two like congruent things. Like we review stuff that moves around, and uh, the guy for he never really says his name in the review, so I don't know if I can say the the LGR guy's name. Yeah. Um, he reviews things that don't move. You can't ride. <laughs> you well, ride virtually or something. So I don't know how a collaborate. I, I'd like to do a collaboration with uh, LGR, but I don't know how it would go. And like he emailed us like three years ago and I found his email recently. He's like, oh, God, I was supposed to do something with him. And I'm like, hey, it's three years later. I'm still interested. <laughs> um, and he said, yeah, me too. But, you know, schedules and junk. So, um, what I was thinking was um, I would like do one of his videos and he would do one of mine or we just do like guest spots on each other 
or like I could bring him a car. It would be neat to have bring him like a car that um, was a computer revolution in automobiles. But then again, like the idea of like, like a car's ECU isn't really a, a computer. I mean, it is in that it takes information, does something with it and spits out other information. But it's not something you can go in and you boot, really. It's it's sort of just like this ROM box um, that just applies values to these values. Yeah. So um, you could bring him like a Buick Rietta that had an early touch screen in it, like touch screen in like the early 90s. That could be a thing. Or we could talk about CAN bus. Well, that's kind of boring. But then again, he made a really successful video on the IRS outage of 2018 or something like that, or 17. Maybe. Anyway, so it'd be interesting. Even if I could just hang out with the guy, it'd be cool. Someone's saying we should do a collab with Sarah Entuned. Um, Haven't... I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I don't know who that is. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, I mean, channels pop up all the time. Oh, no, they've been around for seven years. Oh, okay. I mean, people discover RCR like all the time um do 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 adam moore says howdy guys have you ever spotted anybody out in the wild you didn't know wearing an rcr merchandise um no yeah no not out in the wild i no. mean i've been recognized out in the wild but i never run into anyone who wears an rcr shirt although my friend brad will like sometimes i'll run into him and he'll be wearing like the rcr logo shirt hmm. um like he'll just have it on and, yeah. and not even like knowing that he's going to run into me or anything like that. But hmm. that's about as close as I've come. Yeah. Olox says, just checking in and saying hello. Hope you both are doing well. Always looking forward to each week's new video. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Olox. Thank you so tough. much for your donation. We'll put it to good use. <clears throat> P. Medding. Melling. Yep. P. Melling 2293. Thank you for answering my question. Uh, I appreciate you donating a second time. Yes. Cheers and beers. Workforce 520. Hello. Hello from work. Hello. Keep it pointed straight or whatever you, you're doing at this particular moment. Thank you, Workforce 520. Um, Steven Rat Thank you for your donation, Steven. Hello, fellas. What are your thoughts on a 1999 Ford Escort with a standard transmission and 120,000 miles? I was thinking 1,500 for it. It depends like how good the body is. When you're talking about a domestic car, you're going to be looking at rust issues unless you're like in the Southwest or maybe Florida where they don't really get rust. Um, I, I'd be concerned about the body. I'd be concerned about the fuel system and electrics, not so much. Um, yeah, body and body fuel, and then with a car of that age, uh, your bushings and uh, like rubber rubber joining materials, um, such as you know tie rod ends, sway bar, sway bar lengths, sway bar mounts, maybe even engine mounts, um, maybe going. So that would be a thing to look at. Um, that's put on your boiler suit and get underneath a car with a big flashlight and start looking, or one of those tiny pen lights. Um, good question. Um, yeah, fuel system and rubber and body. You're going to be looking at it the underside of the car anyway. Rust. Yeah. Good question. Thank you, Steve. Eric P., thank you for your donation. 
Good to see you guys. Jetta is going away soon. Good riddance. Looking for something fun and reliable that isn't a Miata. Well, it's going to be a Corolla, isn't it? Corolla. Corolla. Yes. Corolla. Corolla. Eric, is that Eric Pedersen? Eric P? Looks like Eric. Yeah. Oh, Eric. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eric, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is strange because his other I thought he had a Corolla. No, wait. He did have a Jetta. Did he? And by the way, congratulations for getting, uh, congratulations on the wedding. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're not going to be able to be there. I did get your don uh, your invitation to your wedding. Sorry, we can't make it. We have other RCR stuff to do. Uh, have a lovely time. But yeah, dude, stick shift Corolla. Rev the nuts off of it. <laughs> stick shift Corolla. Or if you have the money, Honda Accord 6MT with the V6 in it. <laughs> That that's that that'll be fun, fun, fun all the time for 87 octane. Most fun you can have with cheap gas. Um, yeah, so Corolla manual transmission or Honda Accord 6MT. Mm, sounds about right. Speed Sausage says Oh, that was uh, from earlier. He uh meant used car auction lot. Oh, right. Um, and then the next person whose name and message are redacted but donated a dollar. So thank you to whomever you were or are. I mean, because I presume you still exist. Mm -hmm. um, Iced Ink, how many bees? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. How many bees? Uh, is he doing like the how many bees for a quarter thing? Like that? I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style <laughs> at the time. Uh, probably because I made. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, I didn't make a Simpsons thing. Uh, Mister Hikula, um, a hundred in um, I want to say South Korea. I don't know. What is the sex? Someone please enlighten me. Spain? Because I'm a... Spain uses euros unless they still have their own. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a moron. I have no idea what currency is what. Um, but thank but you thank very you. much. Thank you so much. Baloney, 77, $10. Thank you. Have you ever had an Isuzu Trooper offered for review? My parents had an 87 when I was growing up and would love to own one again. Love your content. Thanks. Thank you for the question. Um. I'd have to check my email, regularcars at gmail.com. You're make model city state in the title of the email. Um, no, uh, I can't recall yes or no if I had an Isuzu Trooper offered. I know they had big rollover problems back in the day, but I think uh, I, I'd like one, but I can't recall. Um, I would, I would love to own one again. See, that is a car I'd never think to own because <laughs> my memories of them are just all kind of negative. Um, oh, it's Swedish Krona. Ah, it's S-E-K. Eh. Um, I mean, we'll keep an eye out. Again, we all have nostalgic things for stuff that, uh, yeah, that maybe yeah. that maybe hold a special place in the heart, even though they aren't necessarily, um, yeah, <laughs> well regarded. Right, uh, Mister. Hi. Oh, we did him already. Oh, uh, we're up to speed of sausage again. Thank you again for two dollars. Opinion on Scotty Kilmer? Okay, people want to scoff on scotty kilmer because some of his advice may have been not completely accurate i learned a lot from him and see see 
when 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 you want to give your opinion of someone, you almost have to imagine that he's sitting right here, and and and, and address him as such. So and, and not in uh, Clint Eastwood talking to a chair that way. I can play the Scotty. Well, I... right. I'm not going to pretend it's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Henry Rollins said. You don't want to say anything. To imagine that person is coming around the corner. Scotty Kilmer has his opinions about cars that are his. And from what I gather, he's not really interested to playing the crowd. And for that, he is very entertaining. Um, I greatly enjoyed his videos when I was younger. And I he helped basic car knowledge, helped me a lot when I was working on my Toyota Echo. I think a lot of the criticism comes from the un... You can see I'm choosing my words. I think it's unreasonable to ask someone who's older than your parents to be savvy with social media mm. and to understand the nuances that go into building your brand. I have the same problem with, I have the same challenges when talking to some of my friends who get really upset about people who say things to each other on Facebook. Like I saw like this gym argument about some people who said this to me about Facebook. These are, these are very healthy young men with muscles acting like acting like some young adult novel this he said she said stuff on facebook i'm like this is comical i will continue lifting my 125 pound bench as you guys go at each other so what do i think opinion on scotty kilmer i don't really have one anymore and neither should you yeah he's gonna do his own thing you work on being successful Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing us to be successful, by the way. Uh, And to go off of that, um, Matt Kale asks if uh, RCRs are full-time jobs. Yes. And yes, it is. It's uh, we're very fortunate and it's all thanks to you guys. So Mm -hmm. thank you very much. Um, And also what are other, uh, Oh, the next super chat is Is message redacted or deleted, but thank you for the dollar dollar. Uh, the sunglass kid can oh this is the deathly the author thing i'm mm. um, sorry i didn't get to your question before the sunglass kid chatted. is like this reoccurring uh, bad guy in like some jrpg that's easy to beat every <laughs> single time but he just shows up to be annoying not that you are no no we're just talking about a hypothetical <laughs> sunglass kid like like one of the the like reno from the, no rude was the one in uh, final fantasy yeah 7. the turks yeah, yeah the turks um can you separate the car from the means it was created, i.e. death of the author, but for cars? Example, Hitler and the Beetle, Ford and Ford, Musk and Tesla. And I would say, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, like part of it is understanding that the, I think time has sort of separated. It's like, you know, levels of viscosity and fluid separating. Yeah. Like, certain things are sort of divorced from the history surrounding them so that you end up in a place where you don't necessarily think about the history or where the thing came from. You end up just 
consuming the product and i mean like it's tricky because with the beetle it's like i I don't know it's hard i mean i think for a car to be successful i think for a lot of people to continue to live their lives in a consumer industry yeah they have to you know divorce the author from the creation right because it passes through many hands that essentially take the product hopefully away from whatever negative connotations surrounded its creation Mm -hmm. so that by the time you get to the modern era you don't necessarily think of hey this is the car that so and so created Mm -hmm. this is a car that stands on its own and that has no uh connection to the ideology of the person who created it right um so that now you're in a place where you can actually consume product because if we had to hold every creation to a moral standard i don't think right capitalism would exist no um so it's hard um to do but you can do it so i don't know i guess that's my answer on that it's a good answer yeah um crazy item two times when taking out the power at the office surprise podcast yeah we had power outages earlier today or i did at least and then they had one i think uh i heard amanda talking about it uh amanda is someone who owns the, the cafe where we go to a lot i'm um, talking about that they had a power outage too just wind blowing down one of the neighbor's trees blew down or half of it blew down like a gigantic branch aaron real uh, thank you for your generous donation. Follow-up question. If you could afford a Ford runner, would you buy one? Um, yeah. I I looked at a po- at a Ford runner as one of the possible replacements for Goldie, my Subaru camera car. But because the modern ones, it seems to have everything I need, including a rear window that rolls down, very comfortable, road trip car, big time, but it is a big vehicle. Um, it would be difficult to drive in small towns. Um, it'd be great off road. Although how often do I need to go off road? Even in my Subaru, I don't. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a $40,000 car new. And I am going to have Justin Kramer replace the head gaskets pretty soon. We're creeping up to 200,000 miles on my Subaru and it's time. So, and now that means that car is good for another hundred thousand miles. Um, so I don't need to get a forerunner anytime soon. And maybe the current generation forerunner in the next like five years or something like that. If I drive the Subaru for another 10 years um, or another five years, then they'll come down in price. I could go for a forerunner for 200 for $20,000. I think that's pretty reasonable for the amount of truck you get from that. Um, anyway, so the rest of your question says, I would love that roll down rear window. Yeah, just talked about it. And I'm on the fence of buying one much. See in Chicago. I mean, they're not cheap. Um, but they hold their value. I wouldn't buy one new. I mean, it's a Toyota certified pre-owned Toyota would be fantastic. Um, I think the current generation is wonderful. The engine's a bit dated, but then that means parts are unavailable. Get on those forums and learn everything there is to know about it before buying it. Um, but good question. Good question. Hydrilla says uh, V6 fourth generation forerunner or. Oh, okay. Oh boy. That's a big question. 
V6 fourth gen four runner or 2004 to 2005 Forester XT. Uses to include commuting, camping, road trips, and venture. Because you put commuting in there, you're going to go with the four runner. <coughs> because that Forester XT, XT needs 93 octane. Yeah. And the four runner, see, <clears throat> you get the Forester XT, you're only getting 215 horsepower. Yeah, it's a turbo, but you're not they're not that quick they're quick ish but they're not blazing fast um and that's and i drove two of them i do two forester xts one modded that was pretty darn quick and one regular one that was eh, i guess it pulls kind of good up a hill um but then realizing that you're going to be paying more for fuel for something that isn't much faster has a heavier clutch and is more expensive and now has a turbo so great so yeah, I'd go with the Forerunner over the Forester XT. If it was a V6 fourth gen Forerunner versus a regular Forester like mine, then yeah, go the Forester. But since you wanted that turbo, I'd go for the Forerunner. Might as well. Very legal and very cool. Which would be the best college ski car for the Pacific Northwest? 2007 Volvo XC70 with all-wheel drive with 215,000 miles, yikes. Or an all-wheel drive Previa. From the mid to late nineties. Yeah, the answer the answer is uh Toyota Rav four. It's not either of those things. Yeah. See, a Previa has that big shaft that runs the front of the car to run all the accessories, and you gotta have someone who knows how to work on those things. Uh Volvo XC70 all wheel drive at 215,000 Again, the Volvo, you're going to have to pay a shop to look at that thing saying, what is going to break on that thing? Yeah, your answer is RAV4, man. <laughs> That's your answer. Thank you for your donation. Thank you. Um, I My throat is starting to go. It's been a while since I did a podcast. So it's hard for me to... It's, um, I'm going to blow my voice out because I haven't talked this much. So please, no more super chats. Yeah. I need to go get a lozenge. And... Yeah, and the sign, yeah. Um, and while you do that, I'll answer a regular chat question, which is, um, Grant Smith, Roman, what are your thoughts on the new Mazda 3? And for the most part, I'm kind of um, on the... I'm kind of ambivalent in the sense that... In the true sense of the word, which is that I'm not really sure how to feel because I kind of like it, but I also... The styling kind of puts me off in that again with the angry look like you know i just don't get why it has to be so but i well i mean i get why it has to be so but i would prefer that it weren't um but would i drive that car like heck yeah i would drive that car but i'm and i am curious to find out what it's like and so um and i would like to sort of see one up close that's one of the many reasons i'll be at the new york auto show this year um many many reasons just because i love going there uh i love any excuse to sort of hang around in new york city for a day and any time that i get to go to the new york auto show it's always a fun time um their coffee game is so on point and i don't know i don't know what kind of video i'm gonna make out of it this year because i feel like last year's video like i tried to sort of straddle the line between informative and just doing like a car show riffing video and that was kind of hard because I can't come up with jokes like off the top 
as easily as like sort of Brian does, or at least the jokes that I come up with really aren't that good off the top of my head. So I got to like really think and write something and uh, you know, you don't always have time for that. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the New York auto show, which I always wait until the last minute to apply for anyway. So it's Mm. one of those weird things. Um, I'm going to speak quieter. I'm going to be up on the mic now because my voice is going. Curtis Lynchfield from Alberta will try to come to Portland and meet. Wow, that's a drive. And bring my Saab 9000 Turbo for you to film. Um, It's a 1986 Survivor that was Grandpa's. That's 9000, not 900. Um, By the time we go to Portland, we'll have already filmed our four cars. So I don't know about filming. And again, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to have a Portland meet, but again, we'd have to find a place uh, where we could do it, where it would be safe. Um, I'm very honored that you would drive all the way from uh, the prairie land of Canada to Portland. Um, and thank you so much for uh, your donation. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Um, Mr. Halunka? Oh, hey, Kula. Hey, Kula. Here's a few more bucks. Keep up the good work. Loving the channel and the community. Y'all have been so helpful and supportive. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, and thank you for your donation. I appreciate it. Oh, Tony hey, Richardson. Hey, it's Tony Richardson. Tony Airlines. Oh, you know, I'm very honored that, Tony, you would give me your airplane money. Um, took me flying and didn't, and didn't ask for anything in return. Um, I owe you a beer. Uh, Tony Richardson. Don't delay. Donate today at... Conklin Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Also, hi Nick. Hi, Tony. Tony, Airli- Tony Airlines will be featured in a future RCR journal, or rather, a Mister Regular Diary uh, about flying, where uh, Tony took me flying, and I flew plane. I did an airplane. Um, I did one fly. <laughs> I did one aim the plane. <laughs> um, he was he was a very good teacher in that he didn't overcomplicate things. He didn't say like roll the plane left or pull it back or pitch up, pitch down. What Tony said was fly over there. <laughs> just point it. <laughs> just go. Just go. And then like instinctively like treated the yoke just like it was a car and just turn yoke, plane fly. Plane go down, stop go down. <laughs> plane go up. Um and so yeah, that was a lot of fun. We got some good footage from that. Steven Ratmensky says, do you ride dirt bikes and stuff? If so, two or four stir. Don't know what that means. Two Wait, or four. If, if two... Uh-huh. Hmm. Do I ride dirt bikes? I owned a dual sport for a while. I'm not very good in the dirt. I like street bikes. Um, if so, two or four stir. I guess it means like a four wheeler. Maybe. I don't know what you mean. So yes, motorcycles are good. Um, and thank you for your donation. Don't know what that last part of the question was about. Uh, Again, please, uh, please, no more super chats. Uh, this is the uh, the end of the podcast. Baloney seventy seven. This is a follow up from earlier, and I specifically pulled up the super chat from earlier. This is the guy with the Asuzu Trooper, mm-hmm. or who wanted another Asuzu Trooper, and who is agreeing in his super chat so thank you for two dollars that yes the want for that car is all nostalgia so hey nothing wrong with that speed sausage again i'm flattered you you keep donating thank you so much 
Have you guys ever seen that one Bootsville EV oh, Booset Booset Evo opinion? I don't I know. Have not. That, no, I don't I know not. what that is. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for the donation, but I don't know what that is. Um, We're reaching the end of the podcast. So again, no more super chats, please. Uh, I need a, we're going to cut this, have it up on uh, iTunes and all the sources. And uh, then I'm going to the gym. Cameron, Cameron Mayen, Main? Cameron Main. If given the opportunity, would you guys ever guest star in an installment of Internet Historian's Sunda Sundance Rejects? I would love to. I would love to guest spot in Internet Historian's Sundance Rejects. Um, what do they talk about on Internet Historian's Sundance Rejects? It's, it's sort of like a... Um, um, it's hard to describe. It's almost like they take um, sort of film type things. I don't know. They did like this Jeff the Killer type uh, short, mini short that was voiced by different people. Um, oh, how to describe it. I guess it's just skits mm. mostly. Mm. Um, oh, there. Uh, PBS documentaries, but for internet culture. So, okay. yeah. Boris T.S. Karloff has a old RCR meme that says Nixon, 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 Bob Evans, Nixon, Nixon, Nixon. Thank you, Boris T.S. Karloff. And thank you for the donation. Much appreciated. It will be put to good use. CTR Lee. I'm about to have my first car out of college. Should I buy a new one or used? Please buy a used one. Yes, buy used. Love your content and keep up the good work. Thank you, ctr.lee. Thank you for your donation. Oh. And again, it is Boris, Boris T.S. Karloff. Yes. Do you? Oh, wow, look at that. No, no, no. That's the Bousset Evo that the Speed of Sausage was talking about. It's yeah. just splashed with an anime character on it. I don't actually know who or what. I'm a man. Is. I like boobs. See the boob on my car. This is a boob I can have any time. I am that much of a man. I put boob on so people know where to find the boob lover. <laughs> do you feel the Trabant is interesting? Yes, I do. I would very much like to drive a Trabant. If so, what appeals about it to you? Well, it's very different. It's uh, very old, and it's from a driving culture that we don't have in the United States, so I want to experience it. Thank you for your donation. Dark Law, or Dark Claw, uh, $5. I love how you guys roast even the best car. I wonder when you guys will roast a second-gen Chrysler 200. Wait, why am I being quiet? My voice, uh, mm. <laughs> I have one and would love to hear the snark. Um. Hey, shoot an email, regularcars at gmail.com. Uh, city, state, make, model, all in the subject heading, uh, in the body, mm -hmm. give details, phone number, you know, mm -hmm. place where you can be reached. Yeah. Yeah. We have to talk about the Chrysler 200 and how it's really just a Chrysler Cirrus, I think. Something else. Chrysler Sebring, I think. Please, no more super chats. This is the end of the show. 
I know there may be some more. Yes, there's some more. Um, there's one more. Uh, Dr. Jones will be the last super chat here. Thank you, Dr. Jones. Uh, thank you for five dollars. Uh, no and... question. So yeah, uh, that is it. Yes, that is the uh, end of the show. That is and, the end of the show. Uh, um... Um, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much the lay of the land. Yeah, I, d I don't have any more uh, questions from the regular chat because I nope. wasn't fast enough at screenshotting them. And okay. uh, but anyway, uh, we are going to put this up on the normal avenues for getting the podcast. That includes mm -hmm. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, I don't know what's up that I can't get it back on Google Play. I'm having trouble. I'm trying to fix it. It'll be up at some point. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know when. So yeah. uh, hopefully we'll get back to doing these a little Someone more regularly. Said you missed mine. Oh, Vince Mc uh, Nick, please. Oh wait, which one? Wait, who said you missed mine? This guy. Oh, uh, Ry Ryuji Sakamoto. I will find it. Um, let me see. Um, t -t 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 screenshots. How do I control? How do I? How do I control? There it is. Find on this. It'll be a race. It's not coming up. One second. Golden cool. Again, not coming up. I'm doing a search for it. How about a search for the letter R? All right. Command Z. R. Y. Only one. It mm. seriously isn't there. At all. Just uh, ask it again right now. And if you're still there. Yeah, ask it again. And then we'll answer it. Yeah, it's not it's not showing up on on YouTube's end. So just ask it again. Glad hearing from you guys. That was Tony. I'll send two dollars. You don't have to send money again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Just, okay. ask. Just, just ask it in the regular chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking oh, of West Virginia, one. does okay. Brian really or, have Volkswagen? No. Uh, speaking of Volkswagen, does Brian really hate Volkswagen? Um, oh, is no, it, is I, it... I don't. It's 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 a comical. Hatred and because everybody needs a villain and the character Mr. Regular hates Jettas. Yeah. Of course, the real guy, Brian, also hates boats in real life. So eventually <laughs> we'll do a boat and it'll be genuine. I I, I don't understand pleasure craft <laughs> at all. This is stupid. And it comes like I hate boats because I hate wave runners because all riding a wave runner or a watercraft is is some guy who's in better shape than I will ever be blows a whistle at me and tells me to get back here because <laughs> I, I, I watercrafted too far. Yeah. Dumb. Watercraft. Pleasure craft. Um, um, yep. But uh, yeah, if that is all of it, mm -hmm. um, I would like to thank you all for joining us on this impromptu 
well, it wasn't impromptu. It was planned on our part, but I know that mm-hmm. a lot of you weren't really expecting one, but mm-hmm. uh, again, I'll try to give you guys a little more notice next time. And until next time, I am Nick. I'm Brian. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night. And we are clear. And we're out on there. Oh, Turn the mic offs here. I'm the second best Nick who's a world champion.